What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, our host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show from Remax Results and the Re, uh, Red Hot Real Estate Group. Hello, Miss Mimi Shoneman. Look at you looking all. Yeah, it's not spring yet here in Minnesota, but I feel spring coming off do of you. Do you? Yes, I do. Oh, that's so nice. There's uh, some sunshine. I want to show you my ankles. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, not down there. That's not where the spring is. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Well, that's okay, because all of our shoes need to come all the way up to just below the knee for a little bit longer. Uh-huh, there yeah, you go. But also, another ray of sunshine over on this side of the room. Hello, Shelly from morning, National Lending. Nice to see you as well. Thank Let's you. get that minutiae out of the way. Oh, what is your NMLS number, please? Yes, mine is 367-826, and Nations Lending is 14206. Okay, so the sun is out. It's warming up a little bit here in the Twin Cities. Is it also warming up for anybody that is looking for a home? Listen here now. Mm-hmm. If you don't think that the multiple offers are still happening, <laughs> just need to follow me around. It's just not as many. Is that what we're saying? Well, it. I tell you, if you're pricing it right, mm-hmm. if it's in the if it's in the zone, it's gonna go right. Yeah, we are seeing though uh, higher days on market. That's okay. that's kind of trending. Yes. Um, and if but we're gonna, even when we said higher days on market, it's not like we mean that they quadrupled. Right? You're like it's. It's it's a difference, but it's not like it went from the houses were getting snapped up in 20 minutes to they went to six months. Well, there's, right? some, there's some interesting information uh, in our activity report from the Minneapolis Area Association of Realtors, since we're talking about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, our days on market, uh, and this is for the week ending January 21st, and for the month of December, 47.1% increase oh, in days okay. on market to okay. so 50 days. Okay. That's a pretty significant little bump, would yeah. you say? Yeah, but so the, now that includes the time that they're pending, right? So they're probably like for sale, probably three weeks, which is huge. That yes. is, you don't have to go home and, you know, make dinner and oops, you lost the house. Right. You know what I mean? So it, you don't have to move so cotton pick. Right. Yes. You <laughs> don't have to day. go yeah. home and go, would that house really work for me? Yes. You know, you have time to actually go yes. to make the thought process make sense. Yes. And so our median sales price is three forty eight, three twenty. Okay. And so that is definitely down from our high. We were seeing three eighties uh towards the middle of the year. Mimi, I feel like I asked you this question a couple of weeks ago when we were saying that median sale price. What does that three forty what type of house are we looking at? Is that a starter house for people? Is that the, the you know, I started in a townhouse and now this is going to be my first single family home? What are we, is that a two bedroom, three if bedroom? What are we getting? you take zero and the highest one and yeah. you put it in the middle, right? that's your median. But I mean, what's a median house these days? Like who? That's, that is it. You're taking the low no, number? No, no, I know the math. I mean, what is that? I, I want to. What are you? What are you seeing? The selling? Is that what you mean? What I mean? Well, is, what does that represent? Correct. Is it a, where where do you get a house for three hundred forty thousand? Is it only one bedroom? Is it five bedrooms? What it, it y'all depends. are telling me right it now? It depends on where it is. <laughs> it depends like, on where in the city. Okay, it is, all right, really, that's a right? fair yeah. answer. That yeah. makes okay. sense yeah. too. Yeah, so that's so, what I mean is. So you can find three hundred and fifty thousand dollars houses. They're right. everywhere. Right. Uh, it just depends. But you're also the the stat is low and high. Take it in the middle. Right. So, right. Um, 
That's what I. That's the way I understand it. So right. some mathematician's going to call me. I no, know this. I, no, I understand. <laughs> I can absolutely make. I was asking the same thing to show. Like I was just trying to envision. Where okay. are you getting a three hundred fifty thousand dollars house? Kind of. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you where. Yeah. Um. You can find them. Uh. Gosh. And I everywhere. know it's just general. That's what I mean. Minneapolis yeah. mm-hmm. in places you can find them in St. Paul. You find them in Robbinsdale. You okay. find them in Crystal. Gotcha. Um. You find them in Coon Rapids, Blaine. Uh, it, everywhere right okay. really that's really um, what i kind of was trying to get but, at. Yeah. but the house is going to look different, different in each in those communities right um so what 350 will buy you in uh crystal is mm-hmm. going to be different than what 350 will buy you in stillwater fair enough you know fair what enough. i mean mm-hmm. does that yeah. make better that, sense yes yes thank okay. you very much not mm-hmm. articulate at all <laughs> okay i don't think i phrased the question <laughs> in a way that you got you, you thought I was talking math. I was talking more like, take the math out. Just yes. tell me what to imagine. Okay. You know, kind of, that makes sense. Well, mm-hmm. I just want to say that the 348, 320, that was our median in December. Mm-hmm. And we we had a high in June of 22 of 380,000. And so, you know, while it says there it's up 5.1%, it's actually way down, in my opinion. Um, so, so it's up year over year, but it's down since... Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And our median, our percent of original list price that was received in December was 96.3. We saw a high of 104.1 in May of 22. Wow. Uh, So, you know, when when you think about that and even though we do have low, low inventory, um, our inventory levels are one point four percent, excuse me, one point four months of inventory. That is super low. That is okay. definitely a seller's market. Balanced is between five and six months of inventory. And so why is that? Um, well, the builders just can't build fast enough. We, we've got people that won't exit their homes because of fear that they can't find what they want. Um, you know, people that are married to their interest rate, they won't move because they got a good rate when they bought. There's just lots of reasons right. out there. Um, but... Um, here's what we've got a nice little quote from Lawrence Yoon, which is the chief economist from NAR, National Mm -hmm. Association of Realtors. He says the upcoming months should see a return of buyers as mortgage rates appear to have already peaked and have been coming down since mid-November. Okay. And so, Shelly, that segues me into a question for you. Okay. What was your very best 30-year fixed last week? Uh, We were in the fives. So that was kind of exciting, you know, broke through um, high fives. So like, yeah. um, like 5.875, 5. Is it different 7, than 5. a high five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different than the yeah. okay. slap. High okay. Five. And so the, the <laughs> comparison to when we were dancing in the sevens and people were right, exactly. Right. Yes. Exactly. That's a big relief for a lot of people. This is going to continue. We're going to see this continue just like the NAR president said there. Okay. Yeah. And so we have another quote, and then we'll stop with the quotes. Um, David Stevens, former assistant secretary of housing, says, So be advised, this may be the one and only window for the next few years to get into a buyer's market. Mm. And remember, as the Federal Reserve data shows, home prices only go up and always recover from recessions, no matter how mild or severe. Long-term homeowners should view this market right now as a unique buying opportunity. That's an interesting way to put it, because now that I think about it, yeah, I was one of those people that, you know, had my home, watched it tank in 2007, 2008. But now all of those houses are back and above what 
I paid for it way back in the day. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, Shelly, you you were uh, chiming in when we were talking over the weekend that you've had some great successes with getting some uh, purchase agreements approved and across the desk. Those are yes. wins. Yes, indeed. That's it feels good. <laughs> like, feels what's this good. thing again? Oh, yeah. Purchase agreement. <laughs> yes. And so I do want to call out to the buyers that might be listening to our show. When when these experts say that now is a good time to buy, they have seen it low and high all across the board. And with home prices are projected to stay level as far as appreciation goes for the next year or two. And so... It, that with the, the fact that the interest rates are starting to come down, even though inventory points that it's a seller's market, the other criteria points that you still have value and now might be a very great time for you to jump into the market. Right Now, um, Shelly, uh, we were talking a little bit about the two-year treasury bond and the 10-year treasury bond. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what happened at the end of the year. Okay, so uh, towards the end of the year, uh, we experienced in the markets an inversion. And you may have even heard about it. It was kind of big news because mm-hmm. generally speaking, an inversion um, uh, is a precursor to recession. It's just Can a matter of how long. Can we explain the inversion? Yep, yep. so what, what we're that? watching is the two-year treasury note and the 10-year treasury. There's... There's many different indexes to watch, but we're specifically looking at these two. And when they inverted, which means, okay, so so generally speaking, a two-year note is shorter, right, than a 10-year note. And so you would think that that would yield a higher return because... Uh, or a short, a uh, smaller return, part of me, because it's a short, it's shorter period of time that you're having the, mo- you're investing this money right. in this note, and the longer period of time would yield you better. Correct. And uh, for in that's uh, the logic. Exactly. That's yes. what you, and that's what normally happens. They move in tandem, but you always see that the ten year is going to yield you more. Right. Uh, they inverted, which means they switched lines. Which all of a sudden, if you invested your money in a shorter term, you got more yield than you did in the longer term because there was so much fear in the market of what right. was happening with this inflation that that's what happened that they right. inverted and that's a big signal that we're headed for a recession it usually happens within 12 months after the inversion and so definitely we might be in recession right now but we're right. definitely headed that way and we just remind people that recession by definition is something that you don't say you're in when you're in it you say you're in it after you've been in it right it's, it's like, more a rear view mirror correct thing. exactly yes. Yes. that's the definition of the way that it works right mm-hmm. yeah okay and so heady Yes, very heavy. Recession, (laughs) good or bad for mortgage? So uh, recession has uh, uh, historically been good for uh, values and interest rates specifically. Uh, Values don't get hit too much usually. There was a period of time when it what where where it did, but we we were in the big recession at that point. That's not what we're talking about here, folks. So there's nothing to be concerned about, and rates will improve as we get closer to this recession or in it. Okay. Okay, so uh, we t- also talked about the number of times that you'd seen an inversion in the the number of years that it had been tracked. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So it, it's been tracked since the uh, early '60s, and uh, we've been inverted. I, I I misquoted Mimi yesterday, but we've been we've seen an inversion seven times in that period of time. So we have enough data to see what happens when that occurs. What happens in the twelve months that 
after that inversion and what do we enjoy in the market what does it work okay so when we come back from the break we're going to be talking a little bit about the different types of lenders and what you need to know to compare and contrast all of the choices we also encourage you to be part of the show you can call us at 651-641-1071 we'll be right back on the red hot real estate show Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'd like to remind you that you can get this episode and previous episodes by going to our website, mytalk1071.com. Use that keyword, Red Hot. I'm Miss Shannon here with my good friend Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results, our other friend from National Lending, Shelly Ferris. So we've been uh, demystifying. I like to use that yes. word. I use that word a lot because, yeah. you know, why, when we have some of these conversations, it's so that you have enough information to go, I am making the right decisions and and as Shelly was saying as I was uh, as we were in the break I do think that a lot of people want to have enough information to know here's how I can be okay there's no guarantee but to have enough information to go no I can still work for this I didn't miss you know my generation can own a house right. you know I can Absolutely. look at these things because otherwise you're like it's all going to heck I'm not gonna bother I'm just it's you know I, being able to live your life every day, presuming that everything is terrible, you don't have to do that. No, man, you yeah, don't. You don't. You don't have to. And here is the here is the bright light that you need to hold on to. The fact that prices are not going to appreciate in double digit percentages over the next year or two. If you are buying, that's a wonderful thing. They're going to stay flat, flatter than we've seen in a long time. No rockets going to the moon and back with, you know, just prices going up, up, up so fast. Um, it's going to be a very narrow window. And so if you have been on hold, we recommend that you call us. Um, call and get uh, talking with Shelly so that she can, you know, pre-approve you so that you are completely ready to go and take advantage of this and then be mindful of when the rates do drop for an opportunity to refinance. And one of the things we were speaking earlier uh, in the Financial Health and Wealth Show is somebody called us and talked about credit because they're wanting to buy a townhouse in the next two years. And one of the things we told her was it's never too early to start building your team. So you sit down with your financial advisor, but then you also sit down with your mortgage professor and your realtor and go, here's the steps. Here's the actual plan. You know, because you might get there faster than you think. And this takes out the, I meant to do it in two years. Right. And I saw the house that I wanted, but now I'm not ready. Right. You, know, you can go, I'm getting it ready now. Maybe you're ready right now. Well, um, did she say or he say what their credit score is? Yes. So she said that her score has been fluctuating between 700 and 730. Like, and then she's waiting? Right. Oh, it's my so, goodness. Because she's, she's ready. Yeah, she's an A-plus student. And that's why we kind of okay. told her that, too. Yeah. We're like, that's actually really dope. You should call somebody. Right. Yeah, for and real. And it might be you're not emotionally or, like, there's other things you're putting into place. But, so maybe that's part of the two years. But you don't know until you start talking to somebody and go, here's how it really affects your decision for that mortgage until you get the mortgage person and your realtor involved. I do think that people sometimes, especially if you have perfectionist tendencies, want to wait just psychologically because yes. that's how you've, you've operated in other areas of your life. But I tell you, 
do not wait right now with prices that are are flat or sometimes decelerating now is really a good time i thought it was also a very interesting question i'm so glad that they called because uh she had mentioned that she'd been meaning to call for a while and this had been something poking around in her brain which is just another example of we all do that where there's something that we meant to do it and then life happens and so you might be putting yourself on a sideline because you just don't have the information yet to go oh i could do that that now or and the other thing and we didn't super get into this because I am not a credit professional but I did want her to talk to, to Shelly who is um, the conversation also needs to include the is it really gonna make that big of a difference from if you're a 700 versus a 730 are you already in the you're probably gonna get the best you're gonna get kind of thing yeah you're, you're your in return the zone. On, yeah your yeah. return on investment at that point isn't the as big and this is from what you said before Shelly it might be like we need to get you out of the fives for you to be able to maximize that's what I was just gonna say what is the lowest that you can give some you can help somebody get a house is 580 is it lower it's lower Uh, really like we can literally go down to 500 okay and, and you can get a house now it's not in 500 you had a collection yesterday you don't really have a full-time job you, right. you know what I mean there's there's but you but if that's the only factor that's holding you up and all the other stuff lines up yeah we can get you a mortgage all the way down to a 500 yeah. score and, and so that's good to know the right. biggest yeah. thing I think that people need to be aware of is when was the last late that you had right okay. that's okay, right so exactly that's a, la- a late payment for anything Shelley right pretty much that would show up on a credit report but the factor being that it has to be a 30-day late so lots of times people will say oh you know my credit card was due on the first and I paid it on the 10th and so I had to pay the late fee so that's a late Uh uh-uh it was due on the first you didn't pay it all the way until the next month on the first so now you're 30 days late on that payment that's when it hits your credit score. And those take seven years to drop off? Uh, Yeah they take seven years to drop off but it only takes a year before it doesn't factor in and if you only have one no one cares okay everyone has a oops everyone forgot a stamp everyone forgot to send it in your app (laughs) didn't work or whatever whatever. Like I I hadn't go didn't go 30 days late but for real when i went to go online to pay my mortgage payment the 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 thing was down and so i still got it in but they charged me like i don't know 10 bucks i was mad i wrote right? them, I was like wait a minute i tried to pay you mm-hmm. but it was down and so by the time i got around to coming back to it it had been three days right. so you're right yes you know? and that does not count on your credit report it okay doesn't, it doesn't come up so mm-hmm. but it did make me mad i wanted my 10 okay yeah. so let's talk about this <laughs> right uh, so somebody who wants to buy a house but they've just purchased a car Okay. Right. Okay. Right. That's a great example. So your your credit score is going to go down, and it's going to take five or six months before it recoups back to where it was. Okay. All other things remaining the same, if uh, if you have new debt, because right. the credit bureaus want to see how you're going to do with that new debt. You're going to be able to pay that on time. You're going to get behind. What's what what. How are you dealing with and it? And Shelly, her other specific credit, uh, question about this credit uh, scenario was she remembers us talking about the pay your credit down card down to a certain amount, but then roll part of it. Yes. And so that was what she wanted to know about, too, is how much should she roll? What does that what was that? And right. so can we kind of cover that quickly, too, we, since we're in the concept? Super the concept fast. Of, Absolutely. Yeah, okay. So you want to really think of your credit card as 25 percent of the limit that they'll give you. OK. You don't want to go over that amount. This is in an in an effort to maximize your score yes not that it does anything else to you you're going on a trip you need to have a uh, get a a ticket or whatever and it goes up and over that 30 eh, percent the next time you make a payment get it under there again okay. but 
Um, you can pay your debt off in full every month and just let $20 roll to the next month. So you're going to pay interest on that $20. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you a buck. Yeah. You know, that's called the cost of building credit. Okay. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so does it make any difference what credit card you have? Mm, it does. Okay. It okay. does. Let's hear it. So uh, if you have a major like a Visa or a MasterCard Discover, those tend to grade faster, better, deeper than your Targets, your Home Depots, ah, your okay. Menards, creditors. There, we, we call them majors and minors in mm-hmm. my business. So um, similarly to the the football league or yes. the baseball league or I yes. don't know, any other kind but, of league. Okay, yes, so, majors and minors. So the majors, do they have a hierarchy? Like, would your American Express be number one? Nope. MasterCard, Visa, all, all the same. Equal? So yep. a major all is equal. a major. A major okay. is a major. Fair enough. Well, that's great news. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we head into this break, Shelly, let's just tie up the the uh, the 10-year. Yep. Let's maybe not do that because we only have a, a minute or so okay. before we go to break. But I would like to remind everybody about the guides and how they can get in contact with you, though, Mary. Absolutely. We'll be coming up, hopefully, uh-huh. knock on wood, with some <laughs> spring guides here soon. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but in the meantime, you do have that great information out there if they just want to go and get your, web, your, get your information from your, your website. Yes, and also you can those also, market analysis that you always have available. Yeah, free market analysis for anyone who requests one. So 651-578-2218. You can text or call that number. Right, and we will be right back. You're listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Reminding you again, go to our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword Red Hot. Come back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Here with my friend Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results. Also from Nations Lending. Mm. Mm-hmm. Shelly Ferris is with us as well. I was saying that wrong the whole beginning of this show. So I'm going to fix my note. But in the meantime, we do want to encourage everybody to be part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. All right, Shelly. Let's wrap up that segment, and then we're going to talk about the different types of lenders and what you need to know about that. Okay, sounds great. Okay, so basically what's happened to the bonds at the end of the year is that the the two-year was... Uh, yielding you more money, you were going to make more money on a two-year than you were on a 10-year. So in the past 50 years, we've seen this happen seven times with inversions of interest rates, and each one is followed by a recession. So we got that from Forbes, so that's reliable information in December of 2022, and the yield curve inversion between the two-year and the 10-year has deepened to its widest level in four decades. That's huge, you guys. It's enormous. The spread between the two-year and 10-year extended to 66 basis points. That's like three times as much as it usually is a spread. And so uh, that just points to and uh, just marking the deepest inversion since 1982, also from Forbes. So this really indicates we're pointing to recession. That's really, really what's going to happen. But remember, don't be afraid of recession, okay? Recession doesn't have to be bad. It can be a good thing for our economy. Okay, so I just have one final question on the subject. Um, The spread between the yield is normally somewhere around 1.7, correct? Well, it's it's, now it's like 3.5. Right, exactly. It's three times as much as it usually is. Right, exactly. Okay, and and the reason for that is that the, the lenders are anticipating that people are going to refinance, so they're padding that. That's right, exactly. Okay. So they so they they pad that amount because they're so sure that this recession is going to come into play, and they're so sure that that means that interest rates are going to drop. That they're so sure that anybody that bought a house in the last twelve months is, is going to end that relationship and going to 
refinance. So, okay, yes. so is there anything that anybody can do? If, if I came into your office and said, Shelly, I know that the spread is off by double mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. I want you to lower it for me. No. Okay. The answer is <laughs> yes. no. The, the, I don't have that kind of power. That's a company but I think profitability that that's, that's measure. That's good for people to know. Is it this, is. That is not a, a negotiable term. Right. Right. And at the end of the day, guys, mortgages are done for profit. I mean, that yes. is a little dirty secret in yeah. our in our business. But all businesses are done for profit. Okay. Speaking of which, um, there are we're going to talk about four different types of lenders. And Shelly and I talked about this. I think that this is something that people need to know the differences uh, so that you can make an educated choice. So right. the first type of lender we're going to talk about are banks. Mm-hmm. Shelly. OK, so banks, uh, you know, you can go to your bank. You get you have a checking account with your bank. Why wouldn't I do my loan with my bank? Right. And if my bank says no, then nobody's going to say yes. Exactly. You just have these preconceived They should ideas. like me the most of anyone. Right. They got my money. Right. 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 And they mm-hmm. know how I use it. Exactly. And they know how I pay my bills. Right. So a bank should be, uh, you know, you, it's logical for you to think that way. But I've told you this for many years is that there's no logic or rationale in mortgage lending. There's no room for it. So <laughs> take that out. <laughs> so banks have the most conservative rules, folks. Okay. So they treat lending guidelines as rules with no wiggle room. Okay. They're rigid in their requirements and their decisions. They sell most of their loans through the agencies. And when I say the agencies, that's Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Yes. You're familiar with that. You've heard those big bodies before, heard of them. But they leave extremely little room for any error. Mm-hmm. They don't They don't want to mis-sell a loan to the agency. Okay? And you ask, why? why? Why are they so worried about that? Well, it brings the profit margin down on that loan. Remember, okay. I, we just talked about how mortgages are done for profit. That's what that's a business that's the, it mm-hmm. is. It's yep. the purpose for the business. And so um, it, le- they, uh, it brings down, let's see here. I'm sorry, I, I lost my spot. Why? Oh, it brings a profit margin down. And if they have to buy the loan back from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and keep it on their own balance sheet until you've made enough payments that the bank can now sell that loan again, well, then their profit margin is going to go down. Gotcha. And if their profit margin goes down because they took a chance on something on you, then that's going to affect the guidelines and how rigid they're going to be to everyone else. Gotcha. So they're just saying, we'll just set these as tight as we can to maximize the amount of profit that we get. And so this okay. is this is the an example of when the term overlay mm-hmm. might come into place. Right, it absolutely is. And uh, let's talk about what those are. Right. So and and they also come um, into play in correspondent lenders okay. also. So both correspondent lenders and banks will have overlays. And what does that mean? Well, that means that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the agencies, they set up the guidelines for all of us to follow. And if the guideline is, uh, you know, they you can't have any mortgage lates or you can't, you know, have just established new debt, or whatever it is that the guideline is, and the bank determines that that's a little loose, that's okay. a little loose for me, and I'm worried about people defaulting on their loan if we go where you're going, agencies. So I'm going to say the lowest credit score that I'm going to take a mortgage for is 640. Okay. But the agencies don't say 640, but I'm going to say that because I feel most comfortable as a bank knowing that that means this type of credit. Okay. okay. So, for example, uh I come to you, Shelly, and I have a 585 credit score. And you're like, 
Okay, I say, so can you give me a loan or not? Right, and I would say, yes, I absolutely can. So this is the kind of loan that you would qualify for. However, if you got your credit score up to this, then these are the more kind of loans that you'd qualify for. And what about if I came to you and you were hypothetically working at a bank? I would say, no, I cannot get a loan for you. Okay. And um, I I don't even think the banks tell you what to do to get your credit score up. I think they have very rigid rules for their loan officers to follow and they're not allowed to give that kind of advice. Okay. And why, why would you say that is? Because it's, it's kind of counterintuitive because if I came to my banker and I've got my money there and mm-hmm. I trust them, but I come to you and you're like, I can do it for 40, 40 points lower. Um, why can't your bank do it? Because right. you're saying that the bank overlaid additional rules because they're worried about the risk. That's exactly Whereas it. your type of company does not care we, as much. We'll assess more of you and we'll say, okay, you know what? The credit score is this, but this is what was going on in her life. Right. And life happens to people. And look at, she's overcome that. We're going to come up with reasons why to do your mortgage instead of reasons not to do your mortgage. And is it partially because you focus only on mortgages as your primary product? So I think you, that's a lot to do yeah, with it. So yes. since you're going, okay, we want to be able to do a larger number of mortgages because that's the primary product that we have. Right. When if you go to a bank, they have a slew of other products. So they're going, well, we don't want the mortgages to be any riskier than our car loans versus our CDs versus just having people's money. But you can go, well, we can have a variety of mortgages out there. Right. Okay. And the next type of, of lender. Lender is a correspondent lender. So you guys probably haven't heard of that before. Right. Or, or maybe you've heard a little bit. But what is it? So a correspondent lender is your, this is your lender that doesn't have the name of a bank. Okay. okay. So it's not, it, it, you know, it, maybe it has a sing-songy name or a cutesy name <laughs> or something like that. Right. And that doesn't mean anything. I mean, they can have, I don't it's care a very what kind of name well they have. It just name. is. Exactly. It is. But it's yeah. not associated with a bank. But what they do have is relationships with all different kind of advantages investors. And so a correspondent lender, you're gonna, we're going to close that loan in their name, in a correspondent lender's name, and then they're going to sell the loan off directly to another investor. And you're going to pay the banks or the whomever that they set you up with, their investor, that's who they're going to pay the mortgage payment. You're going to pay your mortgage payment to, not to the company that set you up with the mortgage. They have the most overlays okay. of any company. Correspondent gotcha. lenders have yes. the most. Why right. is that? Because they have to make happy all of their investors. So okay. they really kind of uh, tend to write their own guidelines to the least common denominator. So if you have seven different lenders and Six of them would accept a 620 credit score, but one of them will accept a 640 credit score as a lower. All of a sudden, that becomes your lowest credit score that you'll accept because you don't know who you're going to end up selling that loan off to once it closes. It might go to the 640 guy, but he's not going to accept it if you've got a 630 credit score. And it sounds like it's also you need to... They're not going to look at you as an individual human being. You really need to fit all of the very specific guidelines that they have. You really do. Okay. Okay. You really do have a lot of a lot of specific things that you have to fit in order to make it and, work. And so a good question would be as if somebody were to be looking at one of these companies to ask them Exactly. A, are, what type of lender are you? Are you a bank, correspondent, etc.? And what are your overlays? Right. 
Exactly. Those are two excellent questions they to really ask would. because you really need to know. It, it's not comparing apples to apples. They're very different. Right. And a, you're gonna, if you get a no from a bank or a correspondent lender, you better call me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because right. that is not necessarily a no. Right. Speaking of which, let's go ahead and give everybody oh, your yes. business phone number. Good. 612-839-6918. And Shelly Ferris with Nations Lending. That's right. There okay. we go. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Um, anything else that we should know about correspondent lenders? So, yeah, your correspondent lender is a lot like your bank. So that's really the kind of, they'll just do mortgages because they're not like a bank where they do all the other kind of accounts, but mostly they're going to uh, uh, repeat what you experience at a bank. Right. Perfect. Um, so when we come back, we're going to finish talking about uh, the different types of lenders. And I just want to end this by saying, did you know that 11,205 houses sell every single day wow. in the country. Wow. Wow. Facts. There a lot we go. of facts. Uh, we'd also love to, be, love to have you. I was so stunned by your fact. We'd love to have you be part of the show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 with Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results, also Shelly Farish from Nations Lending. I'm Ms. Shannon, encouraging you to call in, get that question out of your brain and into the place where it can actually be answered by calling us at 651-641-1071. Okay, we dropped that fun fact right before yes. we went into the break. So can we just circle back yes, and let's ma'am. give it again? 11,205 homes sell every single day. Wow. Eight houses sell every minute. Oh, my um, gosh. So real estate is the thing, y'all. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this recession, if if you can buy a home, do it. Right. Also buy gold. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also tell, and then stock up and put some beans and some rice in your yes. okay, in case things go, go yeah. wrong. But, because I'm, I'm just that. Be prepared. Yeah, yeah, be prepared. But, I mean, real talk, when I talk to my friends and they go, why do you want to buy a house? That's a big decision. It's a lot of money or kind of thing. Like, if you want to create generational stability, that's also a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just real talk. And I know they're like, Miss Shannon gets real serious all of a sudden. But that's really one of the conversations I have with my friends is, that's then you stabilize and there's a big difference like as someone like myself who grew up in a how an insecure housing uh um between high school and college and not necessarily knowing that you're going to have the stability being able to know that your housing is stable makes a giant shift in what you and your family are able to do yes and i i do think that we have a really you know kind of intense conversation sometimes right during the break and sometimes we talk about slips correct yeah. um but <laughs> if, technology has gotten good though yes right. uh, but in all sincerity if you grew up in a home uh, where you never talked about money, um, if you overheard your parents bickering um, and it was really tense, you know, different times of the month and you just you don't have the knowledge that you feel like maybe other people growing up might have had a different experience. If you find that that is you, you need mm-hmm. to call us so that we can help you with that. Mm-hmm you're not alone that's all i want to say and so reach out to me and i can get you in touch with shelly or any of the professionals that you need at 651-578-2218 text or call that number mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com right okay shelly um we've got two more types of lenders that people need to know about and the next one is brokers brokers yeah so um 
you've heard of brokers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a broker is someone who brokers a deal for you between yourself and the lender that you end up with. So uh, they are small shops, usually small uh, uh, individuals, usually that even own their brokerages. They have to ship the loan to the individual investors and have them underwrite it. So they're not even underwriting the loan. And you're going to stand in that line of that investor. If that investor gives you trouble, now you're going to stand in another line with another investor. So you really don't have the um, stability that we were just talking about, even right. to know that, okay, I met with this person. Now my loan's going to close because they said that it's good to go. They don't really know because right. they're going to go to this investor, this investor. This. Timing is subjective in Shelley. the broker world. Okay. So, Shelly, let's break that down. Let's unpackage it. Okay. Okay. So how does one know that they're going to a broker? I think you have to ask. Okay. okay. I really do. I don't think there's anything that says you know, flashing lights on their head or in their business card or anything, I'm a broker. Okay. Okay. And so when you say that they have to ship the loan to an investor, uh, for those people out there that don't understand what that means, can we kind of break it down a little bit? So when you meet with me, I'm going to take your loan application and I'm going to give that loan application and that package to my underwriter that's with me at my company so it's not crossing barriers anywhere we're not coming from nations lending and going to abc lending and that person's going to underwrite it for us it's a nation's lending loan uh, underwriter that's going to underwrite it so that's how i know my guidelines i know we're going to prove because i've had experience with this underwriter i know what she's looking for okay and that would that would be different from a broker how? So a broker is going to cross lines. A broker okay. doesn't have their own underwriters that work for them directly. Okay, so they're going to say, they're going to take the loan as, you know, ABC mortgage, and they're going to send it to XYZ mortgage and hope that they'll approve the loan form. If they say no, or if they give a condition on the loan that... I know as a broker I can't meet. Now I'm going to send it over to LMNOP investor over here. So you just you play the nut game, the right. shell game on who's going to take it. Now, how do you then, as a differenti- uh, differentiation, since you work with your uh, underwriter, how can you then go, but they're going to be in this part of town and there's a program or a something else when you talk about all those different programs. Right. How are you able to work those in right. where some other people don't? Right. So the, so as a broker, they don't have access to first-time homebuyer money. They okay. can't get signed up for that kind of a loan. So they might not tell you that. They might right. say, oh, there's no money left. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but that's not the case. It's, right. it's that they're not approved to okay. do that kind of loan. So then they hustle you over over into this other product over here and that's you know it's 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 a game of providing or selling what you have and that's what a broker will Why do. do brokers okay. have a different fiduciary um uh guideline than you would have because they're they're small so they have to have the kind of net worth and and um expansive uh wealth in order to be able to cover if that loan doesn't get picked up or it needs to be bought back they've got to do it themselves okay so i you they do a four hundred thousand dollar loan and the investor doesn't buy it now they have to buy it well, okay. So who has an extra four hundred thousand dollars laying right. around? Not I right. mean, you're not talking about the individual loan officer, but the brokerage, right? Okay. Exactly. But okay. in a lot of cases, as a broker, they're one and the same. 
Oh, okay. So it would be the individual loan officer. Okay, so if you're a put... one-man company and you're mm-hmm. a broker, mm-hmm. okay, that's okay. the difference. Mm-hmm. And so what would be a reasonable number of uh, products that a broker would have versus the type of company that you have? Right, so a broker is going to have your vanilla products. They're okay. going to have your 30-year fix, your seven-year arms, your FHA. They might have. It depends on if they have their approval for any kind of government type of loans. Whereas a direct lender like myself has the full menu. So think of it like you went to Applebee's during the pandemic and you yes. got that menu versus you go to the Cheesecake Factory and you've got 20 pages of me- that's what I have to offer. Gotcha. So okay. if you don't like the chicken fingers and fries, you can yeah. come over here and I got way more things for you to choose. Okay, right. so they have less products brokers mm-hmm. do than you. So mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about what your company is, which is a direct lender. Right, and a direct lender means that they that we sell our loans directly to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. We have no overlays. We take whatever their guidelines are. Those are our guidelines. Mm -hmm. So we sell that loan through the channel of an agency, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, and then we pull it back and now we're the servicer. Okay. So once it's sold, you're going to make your payment to Nations Lending. I'm going to still be able to be involved with you. You have problems with an escrow or something? You know, good luck if you work right. with a broker or a correspondent lender. They have no pull. They have no one to call. They don't have, a, you know, the list of the gals that do the servicing. That's what you gain by use, using a direct lender. Okay. We're a partner, not just through the loan process, but for life. And how many products would you say you offer? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds, hundreds, <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. More than products. I probably need. Hundreds. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, and a lot of them we never use. A hundred, right? Yeah. But lot, lots of them we do. So, and sometimes you fit into this little wonky category right. that you need to have a specialty product. Okay. So that's really, I think this is really good information to Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Because, I mean, it, it makes sense that there would be a, a, a variety of different types of loan companies right um and that if you don't know that there is a difference and somebody that you stopped to said you can't have it then you should shop around so please do reach out to us shelly ferris uh, nations lending mimi shoneman remax results and you can text or call 651-578-2218 you can also get this episode and previous episodes by going to our website go to mytalk1071.com keyword red hot